Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Oss along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager, as well as former Saints fullback Zach Line who played with the Saints in 2017, 2018, and 2019, played with the Vikings before that, but it's really those three Saints years. And, Zach, you had quite an introduction earlier from Mickey. You said, you know, just those three years that they won the division, all three years that you played. So welcome to the show. Those must have been uh, great, great years. Some of my – I appreciate it. Those are some of my favorite years of football. So, yeah, uh, 17, 18, and 19 are some, some special years of my life of football for sure. And then, of course, Saints' victory over the Rams doesn't ever take away what happened in the NFC Championship game, but feels nice nonetheless. For sure. Mickey, hey, talk. Jack, so look, uh, I'm going to start with, with a couple things here. Um, Mike, you may not know this, but, but uh, um, you know, Zach, obviously, he went to high school in Oxford, Michigan, and then he went to SMU. So I want to hear the story about how you went from Michigan to – uh, Dallas, Texas, and to SMU. Yeah. Um, well, in high school, I've always kind of taken the road where I'm just going to take care of my business, and things always work out. Uh, and the way the landscape is now for college sports, you kind of you have to sell yourself a lot more uh, than you did probably before my time. And I'm I'm at a small school, Oxford, Michigan. Now it's grown up a little bit now, but not a lot of the guys got recruited out of there. I think we had two guys, Dave Rayner, you know, went to Michigan State, was a kicker, went on and played in the NFL. Then Eric Geicek, um played at Central Michigan and then went on and played in the NFL for six years. So really, if you were going to leave Oxford and play college football, you were probably going to go to the NFL as well. So our, our odds were pretty good. And um, wasn't getting highly recruited. I was visiting Michigan State. I was visiting Central Michigan and never got an offer. And then um, Bill Keenest, who was actually the PR guy with the Lions, um, his son just went to school with me, and he said, hey, I'll send your film out to June Jones in Hawaii, and let's see what happens. So a couple of days go by, and Hawaii reaches out, and they extend an offer, and then a couple more days go by, and he says, hold tight. Um, I'll call you in a few days. He calls me from Dallas, Texas, because come down to SMU, check us out, see if you like us. If you do, there's, there's another offer for you from SMU. So I went down. It was probably the middle of January. It's getting near the end of recruiting season. Um, it's 30 degrees in Michigan. It's, it's 75 degrees in Dallas. And the, the women were beautiful. And I was pretty much sold by the time I got off the airplane. <laughs> well, that, that worked out really nicely for you. Look, um, Mike, uh, Zach had three straight seasons with over 1,000 yards rushing. He finished his career with 4,185 yards rushing and 75 receptions and 47 touchdowns. So he had a pretty storied career. 
um, carrying the football at SMU. And then, uh, you know, got to the NFL, got to the Minnesota Vikings as an undrafted free agent, uh, and then didn't get to carry the ball very often. So uh, it was quite a transition. Yeah. You know, the, the interesting thing is you're, you're taught through college. Um, and what's interesting is I came from a hard-nosed high school football coach where we put the pads on every single day, including Thursday before a game, and we went after it every single day. And I get to June Jones, who's more of the pro-style guy. We didn't wear pads very often. Uh, I didn't know I didn't know how to play football anymore with that kind of style. So I, I became a little bit more fancy for a little bit when they moved me to running back because nobody could hit me. And then I got back to the NFL, and they're saying, hey, now you got to take these NFL linebackers on square and go move people. So it went from hard nose to a little bit more of a fancy style of football to back to you got to go hit people. Um, and once I transitioned to that role, I fell in love with the fullback position. And it felt like, and Mickey and I talked about this, that certainly Sean and this organization believed in the fullback. You caught three touchdown passes. You were you were involved. I mean, it just it was a it was you were a, a part of the system that they they believed in, not you know come in every other you know one one down a half things like that. Yeah, no, I, I think it obviously depended on the game plan. You know, I thought it was interesting to hear some of their perspectives on why they were using fullback certain games, and um, it helped me now as a high school football coach, but. You know, we, we were going against the L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams um, didn't use a fullback very often, and we had good personnel matchups because they'd bring another linebacker in, and they'd, they'd spread me out wide. And um, so we'd have good matchups for other guys to, you know, be one-on-one with a linebacker. And then you're playing the Cardinals, who they never see a fullback. They don't practice with a fullback, so now they have to put a fullback into their practice plan, which is not what they want to do. Um, so those are those are kind of the fun perspectives that you got of why they were using me and, um, you know, and, I, and what I really appreciated was it wasn't, um, you know, one-size-fits-all offense. He kind of molded around the players. Um, so he even looked back as far as my high school career and came up to me one day and said, hey, you played quarterback for a little bit in high school, right? Like, yeah, I did. And can you run the option? So that's kind of where the option play came in uh, that we ran against Detroit, I believe, once against Chicago. Wow. So you're the head football coach of Oxford High School in Oxford, Michigan. It's a charter township uh, outside of Detroit, a little northwest of Detroit between Detroit and Flint. Small, about 3,600 in, in, in the township and tragedy strikes. It's been almost a year, November 30th of, of 2021. Uh, four students are, are tragically shot by another student. One of them was one of your players, Tate Meyer. Uh, I can't imagine what that was like then, but out of such tragic situations sometimes Good things happen, and this is one of those tales. I guess take take me back to what was a year ago, uh, you know, and what were those first few weeks must have just been as low as things can get. Yeah, you know, we we don't talk about the day ever here in Oxford, but um, just a quick a quick um, tape kind of uh, biography. That the kid was phenomenal. I mean, not just an athlete on the field. He legitimately ran a 4240 as an athlete. Was you know 215, 20 pounds. Did everything you could ask for as a football coach. But even more than that, he was a phenomenal. And then you know when everything happens, you start hearing all the stories of the kids, not just from Oxford. Because you went to my, I have a gym here as well, um, ETS performance. It's in Oxford, and Tate went there. But so many families from different towns come to that gym, and Tate was like this silent mentor to all these younger kids. So. Um, while you never know how far your impact is, that kid did more in his 16 years than 
I think a lot of people do in their lifetime, which was amazing to us. And, um, you know, following everything that happened, it was obviously there didn't seem like there was light at the end of the tunnel, but I knew we just needed to be together um, as much as we could. We got the team together. We went to MAC championship games. We went to, uh, I, I have an ice skating rink in my house. We got together, had a ice, uh, hockey tournament. So we did everything possible following that just to keep kids together. Because the worst thing you can do is be alone. And that's the whole reason you have a team. It's the whole reason you build culture is that you got to, if you're going to preach these things and, and still these things in your team, you got to, you got to act on them and you got to lead by example. And I thought our team did a phenomenal job and our coaches and everybody that, um, you know, had a role in, in bringing these kids back to a foundation um, did an amazing job. I mean, these are uncharted, uncharted territories. And I think we're going to look back after this football season and, you know, think of how we could have done better. And, but I just think it's one of those things we're kind of writing the book as we're going here. So, um, you know, the, the days after were, were dark, but um, the amazing thing to me was very quickly after uh, Tate's buck didn't start a GoFundMe for their family, he immediately you know, wanted to start this mentorship program. As in his mind, he's, he's never really said anything bad about the, the, the shooter. He's always said there should never be a kid that feels that alone. There should never be a kid that um, you know, feels this type of way where he has to resort to something like this. We have to do better as a community. We have to do better as people. We have to be better of never making somebody feel that way. So um, he started a, um, obviously, Four Too Strong, but also started a scholarship program in Tate's name. Um, Four Too Strong is, is what I'm a part of. It's a pure, pure mentorship program. Uh, we have about 250 kids in it now from Oxford, and we're starting to get other high schools coming in, looking at the program, because um, really it's a no-brainer. There's no political push here it's just all about getting kids together and then the mentors of our foundation they'll take a, a training course about six hours of it of you know how to be a mentor uh, how to handle situations and then we have team leaders that oversee them that are parents from the community or um, grown-ups in the community that will oversee teams of mentors and mentees so there is some structure in place not kind of just hey let's get kids together um, but so far so good I guess one of the things that yeah, was look, go ahead, Mickey. Well, I listen. I, 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 that's you know, it's good to hear that something good can come out of such a tragedy. And look, I think it's really important uh, um, that look, Tate Meyer will never be for, forgotten uh, in Michigan, and, and certainly in Oxford. And, and uh, that's credit to you and all the people there that have uh, tried to do some good out of this tragedy, Zach. So kudos to you. Thank you. And. It was Tate Meyer and Madison Baldwin, Justin Schilling, and Hannah St. Juliana. And we just had this situation recently at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville. I used to work in Charlottesville. I, I, went, I lived there. And so there are many communities across the globe that think they're immune and it couldn't happen here. And certainly not in Oxford, Charter Township, you know, but, it, but, but it does all the time. And no one's immune. And the key and, and, and part of what is Tate's traits, and that's part of 42 Strong, is to try to see things or help people on the front end, right? I mean, that, that's that's peer to and that's got to be peer to peer, right? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just being good people. And you never know what kids are going home to or what friend group they're in. This is giving them an opportunity to step outside that and joining an organization that's all about um, changing things for the positive. Um, and a half of it is, I think, after everything happens and, and you're a student, 
and your school just had this happen to you, you want a way to help. You want to you want a way to make change, and really, this gives them a platform to change. Hopefully, the world starting right here in Oxford, Michigan. Right, this is this is the one place that they can come to where they can be a part of something that's just just kind of breaking ground and, and spreading its wings, and they can be a part of that and be kind of the founding members of this this, this movement towards um, just being good people. So that people kind of understand, so because I'm going to ask, you know, how they can help. There's, there's, 42 strong. 42 is his jersey, and that's more of the the mentorship program. And then you have the Tate Meyer Memorial Scholarship Fund, and that's, you know, basically a student athlete will receive a check of twelve thousand dollars towards their post secondary school of his or her choice. I mean, that's how people can can get involved that maybe aren't at the high school level, correct? Absolutely. What does I, I, I apologize. I don't know. I, what are, are many kids in this area? Are a lot of them doing college, going that secondary route, or is this? I would imagine, irrespective of that, this financial aid is crucial for a lot of kids in determining if they go and where they go. Yeah, no, I know. I would say that the percentage of students that go to college from Oxford is high, and I know um, it seems like a smaller town when you just the charter, but you have about sixteen hundred kids. I would say walk in the halls and with our virtual academy we're right around 2500 students at oxford um so it's a it's a good size school so um this scholarship was uh i guess heavily sought after this year so i, I wrote um uh, i wrote some letters of letters of recommendation for multiple football players this year for it um and it, it's definitely uh one of those scholarships that's a lot of help for these kids and i know uh, i'm not on that board but i know that when they're looking at it, they're looking at um, just next level people. Um, it, it's hard when you're trying to, you know, live up to who Tate was. Uh, but as long as they can see a kid that's striving to be that person, uh, that's normally where the scholarship's going to go. And that's kind of all we're trying to do with this. Just we're not telling you to pick every Tate trait. There's 12 of them. We're asking you to pick one and just strive to be better at that one. And maybe if you get there, you move on to the next one. But um, you, you can't take on too much. And we're just trying to be again just. Take one trait and, and try, strive to be better at that. Back with former Saint fullback Zach Line and Saints executive vice president and general manager Mickey Loomis after this timeout on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints radio network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss with former Saints fullback Zach Line and Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. Look, what did you always want to be a coach? I mean, what, what took you from playing in the NFL to, okay, the next thing you know, uh, I mean, you, you basically ended your playing career and went, went right to being a, a high school football coach. You know, I, I've always been attracted to that role. You know, I've seen how much of an impact I've, um, that coaches have had on me in my life, not only my high school coach and Bud Raleigh, who was around for forever in Oxford, uh, but coaches along the way. I'm thinking of Kirby Wilson, uh, you know, um, JT with the Saints and you know even Sean and Dan and all those guys that were part of that organization you you constantly have someone that you're like man that guy gave me a different perspective or maybe think of things a different way so just seeing how much of an impact you can have but also um, having that competitive fire in you 
it's it's really the only way that you can fulfill that when your your knees start to go and your you start to get the aches and pains a little bit more than you, you did in the past, right? So um, that was one of those things where I was in my career and Bud Raleigh was stepping down as head coach in Oxford, who had been here forever. I just felt like I was called to take this position in Oxford and, um, you know, lead young men. And with everything that's happened, I feel like it's even more of a reassurance that I'm in the right place because um, I, I just know that I feel, I feel like I was the right guy to be here for – for all this happening, not saying that a different coach would have done better or worse, but uh, I felt like I, uh, after um, being around all the good people I've been around, I had the tool belt to, you know, kind of take care of these kids and um, help out where I can. Yeah, that's awesome. So here, I got one more question for you. So is your game is game day? Uh, uh, your demeanor on game day more like uh, is it game day Dan Campbell, game day Sean Payton, or are you a little more calm and collected? Uh, I would say probably a little bit more like Roshar and Pete Carmichael than Sean. I, I, I remember my first year with the Saints, I got a penalty and I don't think I've ever had a more scary look in my life than I had from Sean. And it didn't even say anything, but I knew exactly. I looked over at Josh Hill who had been there for four years now and he's like, oh yeah, man, watch out for him. He's a different character on game day, but and he was fired up, but. Um, yeah, I, I would say I'm a little bit more calm, a little bit more collected on game day. That's not good or bad. It's my style. Yep, I understand it completely. Well, no one no one wanted to get that stare, that's for sure. <laughs> me, <laughs> believe me, everybody on this call, media as well. Um, <laughs> what? How was uh, – just a couple more for me, and then and we'll let you go. How was your season? I don't know where you are, if the playoffs have started, or how, how, how did your team do? Wasn't a great year. So we uh, we lost the first game, and then our second game was Valley, Valley Sports covered it. That's I don't know if you guys have Valleys or not. That's yeah. like a, what Fox, what Fox Sports sure. turned into up here. Okay, so B- Valley Sports covered our first game. It was the first game back at Oxford, um, and we won that game against a team that just lost in playoffs. So a good team. Um, it was just it was hard to overcome distractions this year. You know it's. It, there's no built-in excuses ever here, um, and that's that's never how we'll be. You know, something happened to us. We, we're going to keep grinding. We're going to keep moving on. Not moving on, but we're going to keep we're, we're going to keep keep becoming better from this, right? So you can't just stay stagnant and have this built-in excuse forever. The kids from Oxford are tough. They're going to keep pushing, um, but we we play in a tough conference. You know, we um, we went one and eight this year. The, the previous year, we started one and four, and we won six straight um, and went to the second round of playoffs. So this is a team that's always going to be a little bit undersized, a little bit, um, you know, not as fast as most of the teams we're going to play. But we have we have tough kids that are disciplined, which is which is almost better as a coach because if you have kids that are tough already and kids that are disciplined, you can get them in the right positions and win a lot of football games. Well, finally, uh, just for people that have been listening and go, wow, the, the, you know. 42 strong and the scholarship for people who want to just learn more or help out is there a website what can they do i believe that the exact um website is 42 strong tate um if you type that in or if you just went to in the google or, or whatever the search engine is and just type in 42 strong we should pop up pretty quickly um and there's there's info on there there's um who are, who's on board what we do a lot of pictures of our past events we'll have monthly events uh, and then there's a place to donate as well on that website. Well, 
Nikki, why don't you say goodbye first, and then I'll close her up. Yep. Yep. Zach, thanks, uh, thanks again for uh, uh, sharing your time with us, and, and uh, uh, appreciate seeing you. Hopefully, hopefully you'll uh, uh, come down again, and, and uh, if we ever get to Minnesota, uh, or excuse me, we ever get up there to Detroit again, maybe we can uh, uh, get your team out and, and visit with the team. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. And, Nick, yeah, I'm forever grateful for you guys bringing me up to the Saints. I know uh, it, it probably seems normal to you, but being up there for Alumni Weekend, there's not many teams or even organizations that take care of their uh, alumni the way you guys do. It makes it, uh, it makes it a family environment, a team that you're always going to cheer for. So, again, I'm, I'm appreciative of, uh, you know, everything the Saints organization did for, did for me. Awesome. Thanks, Zach. We hear that a yep. lot, Zach, from uh, from other players that have come back really just in recent weeks. They had the Hall of Fame. They've had many things. The Dome Patrol, Tribute, Sam Mills. And so we hear we hear the same thing. So kudos to the organization. Continued success for you as, as a head coach and, 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 and what you're doing for, for, for Tate Meyer and his family and 42 Strong. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you. And that is tonight's show, The Saints Hour. Thanks for listening. My thanks to Saints and Pelicans owner, Mrs. Gail Benson, Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager, Mickey Loomis, and former Saints fullback, Zach Line, and all that he is doing to promote 42 Strong, as well as Booth producer, Charlie Long. The Saints get a victory against the NFC West and the LA Rams, looking for two straight against the division against the San Francisco 49ers Sunday afternoon from Santa Clara, California. And we will look for you next week on the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 